Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Star, whether you're watching from home, wherever you're at today, or you're sitting here in the room, we are so glad you're here. Didn't Sean do a great job? Would y'all give Sean a round of applause? Wasn't that great? We're gonna have Casey read it and couldn't pronounce some of the words. But anyway, we went to Sean and Sean came through big force. Here's the reason we did that this morning. Do you know that statistics say out of Generation Z, which is that student age and down, out of that only 4% have a biblical worldview. Let me tell you what that means. That means that only 4% of them actually use this to guide their lives. That's scary. Do you know why it's there? Because we as adults don't use it to guide our life. And we hear the voice of God and we hear a sermon series called The Voice of God and we go, okay, what does that look like? What does it mean? And how in the world do I know what I'm hearing? So today, of all days, if you're gonna take notes, it's a great day to have the North Star app because you can take notes in there and all the stuff's there. You can go to North Star Church, Georgia, download the app, or you can take old school. I hate we don't give you stuff anymore because we remember what we write down, but hopefully you're writing in something, you're thumbing in, I can write faster than I can type, but hope you're thumbing in something because today we're gonna talk about what it means to hear from the Lord. So let's just set a baseline real quick. The baseline is this, we believe, now we believe as a church, and I believe personally, God is always speaking. Do y'all agree with that? I believe that God is always speaking. I believe that God's voice is always living, it's always active, and he's always speaking. I also believe we don't always hear it, right? We can be distracted, we can be busy. I know this, I very rarely hear from the Lord when I'm busy and when I'm distracted, but a lot of times I hear from the Lord when my mind is open and when my, my time is slowed down and I hear what this early church, so he just read about this early church. So let's talk about the book of Acts real quick, just sort of tell you, you know, you've got the gospels and you got the book of Acts. The book of Acts is the story of the acts of the early church. That's what it's about. It's the story of the acts of the early church. Chapters one through seven is about this church being formed because remember, they're all coming out of synagogues and, and the temples and now all these people are beginning to follow Christ and they're learning something new and it's the story of those churches. Then chapters really seven and eight through chapter 13 is the church persecuted. All of a sudden, it wasn't, listen, you put a bumper sticker on your car that you went to church, it could get you killed, all right? They were called the people of the way. They were, uh, they didn't fit in, let's just put it with everybody else, because all of a sudden, they're preaching and teaching about something not everybody chose to believe, because there were people during that time that were alive that had seen Jesus die, and then some of them had been a part of killing him. And then the part that, that, Sean just read a second ago, it's the church being established. So you got two churches. You got Thessalonica and Berea, all right? So these two different towns. Um, Thessalonica was the big city. Berea was the tiny town. One had a couple hundred thousand. One had a couple thousand, right? So what does it look like today? Atlanta, you Harley. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's just two different towns, right? You got both in Georgia, one big, one small. One group heard from the Lord. The other group missed it. What separated 
The people in Thessalonica, they heard Paul preach, but they missed it. From the people in Berea, get this, they heard the same story, the same words, but yet they heard what the Lord said. Today we're gonna talk about what that means and how it applies to our lives. Right where you're seated this morning, right where you're watching from, would you just take a second and close your eyes? You may not have prayed in a long time, but today's a day for you. I want you to just ask the Lord to speak to your heart today, would you? Would you say, God, I'm putting aside all my busyness, I'm putting aside all my stuff, and I wanna hear from you. God, we open up our ears, we open our hearts. God, we didn't come to just go to church today. God, we came to hear a word from you. So God, speak deep into our lives today. And Father, I pray it now in Jesus' name, amen. So we get ready. We're gonna give you three things this morning. Let me say this at the top. We believe I believe, and this church believes, this is what God has for us is the greatest way to hear his voice. It's his word. It's not just another book. It's his word. The issue is to own it and not use it doesn't do us any good. It only is active when I do something with it. So what was it about these Bereans in this story that made it work for them, all right? Principle number one, ready? When Paul preached, they listened, what's that word? Eagerly, all right? I want you to write under there, active listener. That's what it was. They were actively listening. How many of y'all have ever been in a conversation with somebody and they said something and you heard it, but you don't remember what you heard? Raise your hand. How many of you are married? Raise your hand. How many of you have done this? Oh, praise Jesus, all right. So Ann will tell me something and she'll go, what do you think about that? And I'm like, yeah, that's good. What, you remember what I said? No, I don't remember what you said. You know, y'all know, know how this goes. So we hear, but we don't hear. When we are eager listeners, that means we think there's something for us. Therefore, I'm actively listening. Look at the way it said it in the passage. The people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly, which meant this. They were ready to put into action what they heard. Their minds were open. God, I think you're gonna speak. God, I pray you're gonna speak. God, I'm hoping you're gonna speak. That's active listening. If that had said, the people of Berea were closed-minded, do you think they would have been open to hear from the Lord? No. So sitting in this room today, there's coaches all over this room. There are some, we'll, we'll take high school athletes, that, that can sometimes know more than the people that coach them. I know you all find this very hard to believe, but this actually happens, all right? And, and, and they're closed-minded to learning the right way to do something. And you know what you find out? They are never active listeners. 
because their minds are closed in advance to something being taught them. And then you'll have some kid, we call them, we, we say they're like a sponge. They just take it in and they put into practice what they've heard. That's what was the picture of this early church. They listened eagerly. They were active in their listening. It means that when they got up and they showed up to church, they expected to hear something from the Lord, not to just check a box off. Does that make sense to everybody? So if we're just wanting to check a box off, then probably you won't get a lot out of it. But somebody sitting on the end of your row that had an active, they came in to actively listen, all of a sudden they begin to hear because they were actively listening. I remember years ago reading about a Sean is a young man that's gonna be heading to West Point, a really easy college experience, all right? And so he's heading to West Point to play lacrosse and to have a great experience there. I remember reading a story about kids that were off at war college nearing non-war times. They said kids would doze off in class and they'd forget what they heard, but during war times, they never had a problem keeping people awake because they knew that what they heard may mean life or death. Ladies and gentlemen, I want everybody to look at me. We live in a spiritual battlefield. All right, can we all agree on that? And we're a very, very divided country, but I think we can agree on this. Our world isn't just getting better. Can we agree with that? And the battle for our hearts and minds is on like it is never before. We better listen eagerly. We better expect to hear from the Lord. So in my lifetime, there have been two people I think we all could agree that were pictures of what Christ looked like. Billy Graham and Mother Teresa. They were great representations during their lifetime of what Jesus looked like. In fact, I heard Billy Graham say one time, he was talking about sharing his faith with a guy, and he said, if this is perfection, which is required of me getting to heaven, he said, if that's perfection, I'm way back here. And I thought, dear Jesus, if Billy Graham's here, like I'm not even on the stage, right? I don't even qualify. You know what Billy Graham said? Billy Graham said, as I look back on my life, I wish I would, I wish I would have preached less and studied more. Isn't that interesting? Why? Because he said there was more to God than I accessed. I want you to write this little thought down. Ready? We'll move on to number two. I heard this from an old spiritual mentor of mine named Ron Dunn. We have as much of Jesus as we choose to. We have as much of Jesus as we choose to. If I want this much Jesus, I get this much Jesus. If I want this much Jesus, I get this much Jesus because I'm listening eagerly going, God, I'm expecting you to move. God, I'm expecting you to speak. I walked in with open ears and an open heart. It's great to hear with these ears, but we never forget what we hear with these ears. They listened eagerly. Number two, they searched daily. I love this. I want you to just write three words, ready? Day by day. How do you hear from the Lord? How do you get to know the Lord? Day by day. There's nothing like, I can't give you a 
potion or a pill or give you holy water that I can splatter on you and charge you $19.95. I can't give you anything that's gonna expedite that process. It is a day-by-day process. The great business leader, Seth Godin, says, you know how you become great in something? You spend 10,000 hours doing it. How did Michael Jordan perfect the jump shot? He spent 10,000 hours doing it. He was there before the workout started. He was there after everybody else left. Day by day, little by little. Look at, look at the way it says it. I love how it said it in the passage. They, the people of Berea, they, what's that word? Okay, is that active or passive? Which one? Active. They search the scriptures day after day. Mike, I want to hear from Jesus. They laid out a pretty good roadmap. They search day by day. Their walk with Jesus wasn't a history lesson. Well, you know, back when I was 12 and I gave my heart to Jesus when I was 12 and I live like the devil now, but I gave my heart to Jesus. Listen, they did it day by day. They searched day by day. They eagerly thought God had something to say to them and then they let him speak day by day. They train, I want you to write this little, little, little note down, ready? They train their ears to hear his voice. They train their ears to hear his voice. They train their ears to hear his voice. Listen, we live in a busy world, man. Busy. Most of you were doing something all day. We walked in at 9.30 or whatever it was last night after a day at a ball field and I was exhausted. It's like we all, we're all in the same world, right? And there, it's so easy not to go day by day but week by week, Sunday to Sunday, and go, God just doesn't speak to me like he used to. But man, I no more have my heart ready to hear from him than a man on the moon. They listened eagerly and they searched daily. And they could hear God's voice when they needed it the most. How many of y'all face things during the week that you really need to hear from the Lord about? Raise your hand. It could be parenting, it could be something in business, it could be something at the office. Cole talked about lunch with a leader. It's, it's, for, it's for leaders in our community that lead restaurants or, or, or groups or whoever. We're all leaders. And we talk about how to, how to lead like Jesus, basically is what we talk about. Well, there are times during the week, Monday to Saturday, I need to hear from him. I probably am not gonna hear real well if I haven't listened eagerly and searched day by day. I, I probably am not gonna hear from it. So I played college baseball with a good friend. His name was Randy. Randy, I know, watches our 930 a lot up in Virginia. <clears throat> Randy and I had a lot in common. We both loved the game of baseball. We both played at Liberty. We both roomed together on the road. And then we didn't have any more in common. He went on and pitched in the pros and they took the ball from me. All right, and so that's where our, 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 our likeness ended. But Randy said, I remember Mike going into pitch. He was telling a group of kids on, uh, on a little call we did back in the spring. He said, I remember going into pitch at Wrigley Field for the first time, which is a far cry from 15 people in the bleachers in February, right? So you're going to Wrigley Field in the midsummer. He gets called up by the Pirates. 
And he said, as I stood on the mound at Wrigley Field, I could hear my pitching coach's voice from Liberty, Al Worthington, who pitched in the pros. And he said, I could hear his voice going, Randy, lower and slower, lower and slower. Keep the ball down. You know why he heard that voice in his ears? Because he heard it for four years every day. And when he needed it most, it was there. Does that make sense? We train our ears for what we want to hear. More talk radio, that gets us somewhere, doesn't it? All right, and more talk radio, sports talk, man, all fine. But man, I need to hear from the Lord. How many of you are raising kids right now? God bless you. And I mean that because mine are now in their mid-20s and you've got it harder than we had it. They got more going against them than they had when my kids were coming through. If you don't hear from the Lord, how do you think they will? If you don't search day by day, why will we? So we have a phenomenal kids ministry. We have phenomenal NSC 678, HSM, our high school ministry, WAVE. And man, these kids, man, they get on fire. You know what quenches their fire? Is when they go home and see your Bible laying there never picked up. If mom and dad don't need to do it, I don't need to do it. You know what lights their flame? When they see you doing it. So we have a little resource we put out called Digging Deeper. Why do we put out Digging Deeper? Put out Digging Deeper is to help you do this day by day. You can go, here's a, here's a little lower, lower thirds they're gonna put up there. Northstarchurch.org, digging slash deeper. You can go to the website, you can go to the app, download it. It is a day by day journey through what we talk about on Sunday to help you day by day. Point number three. Not only did they listen eagerly, not only did they search daily. Look what they did, number three. They obeyed faithfully. When they heard it, they did it. See, God speaks to us through his word so we believe rightly and behave righteously. He speaks to us through his word so we believe rightly and behave righteously and that leads to us obeying faithfully. Meaning if God says it, I gotta make the choice to do it. All right, time out real quick. Do y'all know that I love you? I hope you do. I love you guys with all my heart. But we all have to make the decision of what this is gonna mean to us. And I can't do it for you. I either trust it or I don't. I either believe it or I don't. My challenge to you is this. If you're in, be all in. You have as much of Jesus as you choose to have. So I know this, my willingness to obey always directly affects my willingness to hear. God, when you speak, I, I promise you I'm listening. 
or God, when you speak, I'll, I'll get back with you. I'll check it through my filter. Sometimes we can forget what his voice sounds like because we hadn't heard from him in a while. We hadn't opened his word actively. We have it searched daily. It's like, man, I don't even know if God's there anymore. I keep in my phone the last two voicemails I received from my mom and dad. I heard their voice for 48 years of my life. Sometimes loudly, I heard their voice for 48 years. But you know what's weird? I mean, it's been three years. It's like sometimes I can't even forget, I can't even remember what they sounded like. And I'll go back and listen to that old voicemail just to hear it. Man, for some of us, God hadn't spoken to us in a while. We hear the voice of God and we're like, man, Mike, I want to hear it. Start today. Start today. Would you pray with me? Father, what I wish I could do right now is get us on a bus and head up to a quiet place where we'd have anything to distract us for two or three days and just dive in your word. And God, I just, I just feel like we come back different. Father, I know the hard part is we're gonna walk right out of this room, right back into the chaos of life that face all of us, the texts, the phone calls, the emails, and the stuff, and the strife, and the junk, and the business, and all the stuff. We, I mean, it's just life. But God, we can't do this without you. And you may be sitting in here today and watching online today and you say, Mike, I don't know Jesus. I don't know him. Boy, if that's you today, I'd love to lead you in a prayer to meet him. Because you can't know a voice and recognize a voice of one you don't know. And the prayer goes like this. Dear Lord Jesus, would you pray that with me? I need you. I believe you live for me. I believe you died for me. And I believe you rose again just for me. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my personal Lord and Savior today. Boy, if you... Pray that prayer with me this morning. Seth's gonna tell you in a few minutes about what to do next. But I know many of you, you know the Lord. But you may go, Mike. His voice is, uh, his voice isn't what it used to be to me. Would you take a second Tell the Lord where you are. He already knows. Tell the Lord what you need. Just listen to him.